Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from the gentleman that you were next to at the red light. You know the one. He was secretly listening to porn while he was driving. I could be reading from that woman two pews up at church who secretly holds the blowjob record for your town. I could be reading from your best friend who secretly likes to masturbate in restaurant bathrooms. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember, by submitting a story or question, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic, or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage roleplay, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired, and you're releasing all rights to this creation. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SmuttyFi, at dnikkynikky 162 And if you enjoyed the show, leave a positive review anywhere you find your other favorite podcast. I hope each and every one of you had a safe and wonderful 4th of July weekend. Myself, I'm not even in the country. Oh no, I might just be sitting somewhere over in the UK, having a beer, as they would say, I think, in a pub, a proper pub, with uh, maybe a silver-haired fox. Very English and distinguished. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Maybe I can try some gin. Hmm. Anyway, I hope you all are safe and had an amazing, amazing fourth. So I got to thinking, I know those are my famous words lately, right? Do we do aftercare after masturbation? I mean, we all know that masturbation is self-care and we should be doing it at least two times a week, if not more. It releases stress, it, you know, gets the blood pumping, all those health benefits that I'm not a, don't, ha, didn't pay lots of money, become a DR at the end or the beginning of my name, actually, or anologist or whatever else. But I know it does help me. I know when I need a pick me up or when my anxiety kicks in or it's just a bit much, not just when I'm horny. And you can masturbate when it comes to just playing with yourself and not to completion. But when we do come to completion, ha ha ha. What do we do after? Do we just jump up, get cleaned up and go about our day? I mean, I can understand that, especially if you're masturbating in an airport bathroom or, you know, work bathroom or anything else. But when we take our time and in bed or wherever we like to masturbate privately, we have time. What is our aftercare routine? Me, I like to lay there. I like to lay in my bed, feeling how sensitive my skin is still, how the you know, you get that dampness a little bit if things get too hot. You know, sometimes I don't even turn on my ceiling fan. I love how my body heats up. I love the way it heats when I'm masturbating, especially if I'm teasing somebody. Oh, wait, don't know how to do that. Especially if I'm playing with someone special. 
So again, what are we doing about aftercare? Since masturbation is a perfect and important part of ourselves, of keeping us grounded, finding new ways to stimulate our body, to pay attention how it responds. So we can be able to communicate to our partner, lover, husband, wife, or whatever we're calling them, to be able to touch us, to stimulate us, to make us ready to jump them. So afterward, how are we paying attention to our body and what we just did? And I'm not talking about writing a journal, though that is part of aftercare. But what do you do? You may not even realize you're doing it. But I'd really like to know. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back. Relax. Let's have some whiskey. With some filthy cherries, of course. And explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, I had checked into the hotel, did my hair, and ran to the store. I wandered through the store anxiously, trying to gather the things I needed. My headphones had died, making me struggle to make my way through the store. He returned from his break, crossing my path, making eye contact. I freeze momentarily, forgetting to breathe. Once I regained my ability to move, I circled back to the aisle he was in, handing off the room key to him. He returned to work. I made my way to check out and returned to the hotel. I changed my tongue ring and did my makeup. Nearing closer to the time he got off work, I dropped to my knees on a pillow and applied the blindfold. I've been in the mood where I want to be groped anywhere possible. As I kneel blindfolded, I grew wetter and wetter. My heart pounded from the excitement of being blindfolded and waiting on him. Sadly, it was short-lived due to the key struggles, but was still able to have a moment of the night. He finally was able to let himself in to find me on my knees waiting. He undressed, then he began to grope my boobs and my ass. My moans slipped out, then stood in front of me, presenting his hard cock. I eagerly took it in my mouth and began drooling on it. He grabbed my hair and began face-fucking me, alternating between holding it in my throat and face-fucking me. He moved to the couch, having me move between his legs, trying to throat him. The angle was slightly off, and I was struggling. He stood up, returning to fucking my face, pushing his cock down my throat as I moaned on his cock. He made his way to the bed and laid on the bed. I went to the other side, crawling in the bed, and returned to devouring his cock, pushing it back down my throat. My wetness was soaking my thighs. He grabbed my ass and began to run my wand over my clit, making me moan. I began to come as he pushed his cock down my throat, applying my wand to my sensitive clit. He got up, getting between my legs, and pushed his hard cock deep into my wet, insensitive pussy. He thrust hard and deep as my screams and moans filled the room. I began to come over his hard cock, which moved in and out. He returned to laying on the bed, making me clean my juices off his soaked cock. I eagerly bobbed up and down, drooling, moaning, and cleaning myself off of him. He continued to fuck my throat, asking if I was enjoying it, and what I was making me answer that I was his fuck toy. And then, satisfied, he had me beg him to have me fuck my ass. He returned behind me, and in on one sift thrust, pushed his hard cock deep into my ass as I whimpered and screamed. 
reaching behind me, trying to grip his thighs to slow it. His thrust in and out as he holds my entire body into the bed. When he returns it to pleasure and my whimpers become screams and my moans of pure pleasure. He thrusts and unloads his cum deep in my ass after I've came multiple times underneath him. He brought me water and my stitch. We watched Netflix, chatted, and cuddled a little as he told me what a good job I did. Once slightly settled from coming, so hard, he made his exit. The next morning we were texting for a bit. I've been overly eager to taste him any chance I can get. I spent a bit begging and plating to him to put his cock back in my mouth. After a bit of begging, he showed up, laying down on a bed with his morning wood. I began to drool and gag, taking his cock down my throat. He spent some time letting me bob up and down at my own pace. Then he would thrust and fuck my face, pushing it down my throat and groping my ass. After some time, and a few orgasms of course through me, he continues to thrust down my throat and grunts as he begins to come down my throat. I came up for air and swallowed then licked his cock clean. I cleaned up, I chatted when he made his final exit. I seemed to enter that needy horde mood where I'm craving the tasting his cock and being groped. Teresa. Well, hello, Teresa. I think we all have, to some degree, a needy slutty side. I know I do, especially if it's after I read some good sexy stories. <laughs> and sometimes I think I have it, and you know, where, and then it comes out of the blue, and then I become this needy, bratty, I've got to have fuck, nothing gentle, nothing romantic. I just want to be his fuck toy. And does he make me his fuck toy? Absolutely. And quite proudly too. But there's just something about it. And she said it in so many words and you did very well, Teresa. You just got to have it. Have you ever been with somebody that just brings that out in you, that brings the, the craving, the lust, the, the need out in you where you just want it. And it's all about him or her or them, but you got to have it and you got to have it now. And no matter what, nothing is going to be the same until you have it. And then it creeps in again and again. There's something about losing control and being in that level of trust and being able to give it over. Have you ever had that with somebody? Would you be able to let go and let somebody take you? And not just the submissive part of it, actually being able to let go and trust your submissive to tell you if it's too much or the submissiveness, not even if you're giving it those titles, but to really let go and let the wild side that she's begging or he's begging or they're begging for you to do to them. Could you do it? Could you release the real dirty need or want that possesses all deep inside when we get extremely horny? We'd really like to know. Dear Nikki, it often happens to me that guys with whom I have sex come quickly because they are mostly younger than me. I like long sex and I need to come at least two times to be satisfied. I used to just let a guy come first and then it was enough to wait for 20 minutes 
give a good blowjob, and you could continue sex again. But this waiting was killing me because I wanted a long, passionate sex with a hard cock. I'm 33, and a few days ago, I had sex with a 21-year-old guy. Within 10 minutes, I knew he wanted to come. He put me on my knees to come on my face. But I got so mad that I first slapped the head of his dick and then bit his balls. He was so surprised and shocked that he just stood there with his mouth open and couldn't say a word. And he didn't come. But his cock was hard as iron. We continued to have sex, and every time he wanted to come, I would just slap the cock a few times. It really works. Try it. As soon as you feel ready to come, just slap the head of your cock. You're welcome. P.S. I came three times with a squirt, and then I just couldn't walk all day. Elaine. Well, hello, Elaine. (laughs) Uh, Your story (laughs) kind of reminded me of this. So I was with this guy once, and we, after we had, we were actually, no, we hadn't had sex yet. We were about to have sex. And I went to go straddle him. And I need him. Needless to say, nothing happened that night. Like, yeah, it was one of those, I lost balance and I'm trying to prevent. So I lost balance and that's all I'm going to say because fill in the blank. (laughs) Sorry, gentlemen, I'm trying to be nice here. And years later, because it wasn't even really good sex. So it was okay. I, I don't remember much of it, actually. I can't even, I know we fucked at least once. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go with at least once. And <laughs> it was that good. And uh, years later, like years and years, 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 years later, he found me on social media and messaged me. We got to talking and he was telling me how that incident made him love cock and ball torture. He would tell me that finally, after a couple years after me, apparently he approached a dom and they relived it. And he would pay a dom like $500 to get deep in crotch. And I don't get it. It's not my thing, but um, the positive I'm taking from this is that I helped someone discover their, their niche, their sexual side, their, uh, I'm just happy he's happy. That's all I'm going to say. I never could do it because, yeah, no, see, yeah. And he wanted to, he wanted to hook back up and relive it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Kind of seeing someone. Yeah, that's the story. We're going to go with that one. And if I'm not seeing him, you know, I I might be washing my hair that day. (laughs) So again, to each their own, and it's not my cup of tea, but thumping someone's dick. And she said really hard. And it brought me back to that memory because I did feel extremely bad that I need this guy in the dick. Like really, 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 really bad. And she didn't feel bad. So maybe we should take a bit from this. 
maybe we should skip it, but we're not going to. We, she wrote in, so we're going to give it here. First of all, I thought it was going to be a dude. I really thought it was going to be like a dude on dude play, but it wasn't. It it it's this. So we're going with it. Um, <laughs> if there's a way that you could, I guess you know that like they said, they you pinch the head so you you don't come as you're putting on the condom, that kind of thing. But the you know what ways do you guys besides thumping your dickhead and biting your balls or pinching your balls, do you prevent yourself from pre-ejaculation? That's what I'm really, really curious about. What do you do to, so you don't go over the edge? So you don't come too early. Like if you feel it, what do you do? Do you stop? Do you, do you, you know, and yeah, that's just so many questions here. What are we doing guys? Um, for me, ah, yeah, I stop. I don't flick my clit. Yeah, no. I, and I think pain would be, eh, it, I'm done. I think I'd dry up. That might take a while for me to dry up. We'd need a couple towels. Dear Nikki, so I was in my early 20s. A close friend of mine was in what seemed a rushed relationship where they both decided marriage was the route to go down. Me and a large group decided that a stag party would all go out and arranged a three-day weekend in Amsterdam. Long story short, they never made it to the wedding. But given everything was booked months beforehand, we decided to go ahead anyway. After all, we all looked forward to a messy boys weekend. We arrived Friday afternoon around 4 p.m., got to our hotel, left our shit, and set off to consuming whatever the hell we got our hands on. To be honest, I can't really remember the first night. Those chocolate space cakes hit hard as hell. But the next day I do, vividly. We woke up early, the feeling of death upon our shoulders, grabbed some breakfast and made our way down to find whichever coffee shop was open for a wake and bake. Surprisingly, they were open early. It was only 8.30 in the morning, which is a surreal place to be at uh, with a businessman dressed in suits, smoking a joint before they head to work. But overall, a brilliant atmosphere. So we stayed there for a few hours, smoking and drinking, but this time left the edibles out. After a while of deciding where to go, a walk down the red light district was favored in everyone's mind, just for a peek. It wasn't far, so within a few minutes of walking, we arrived at the Dwalan oogling all the seductive ladies in the windows like a bunch of horny schoolboys. Now, if you've been before, then you'll understand exactly why I'm talking about. Some of the girls are outside and they're not shy either. They're very touchy and will literally try to pull you inside, willing or not. I was the unfortunate target, an absolute Amazon of a blonde Dutch woman began teasing and trying to lure me inside. I had no intention whatsoever to actually play the part, but when a beautiful blonde is trying to get you to bury your cock inside her and a gang of lads are pushing, chanting, and slapping you to go ahead, I eventually found myself inside. She drew the blinds on the window, leaving the room almost completely dark with just a tinted red glow. This is when I got a proper good look at her. She was seriously sexy, but she absolutely towered me. I won't complain. I'm into that massive 
fake boobs got revealed when she took off her jacket and stood in a pair of heels dressed in lingerie with stockings. Her English was shite, (laughs) very broken, so communication was a little awkward, but easy enough to get around. 150 everything. Yep. You pay now, please. (laughs) A pocket full of cash, I drew out 150 pounds and handed it over to her. She went away and stashed the cash and came back, undoing her bra, throwing it aside, unleashing her tits that remained firmly in place, walked over, grabbed my head and stuck it between her boobs, an easy maneuver because my head was pretty much chest height to her anyway. This really got me going. My cock rocketed behind my pants, while list I nuzzled her huge pillows. She began to rub and pull and squeeze my cock through my pants. Clothes? What? Clothes. Take them off. Okay. I did so and stripped down to my shorts with a firm grip on my arm as she lured me into the bathroom sink in the corner of the room. You wash first. Um, okay. No, I wasn't dirty. It's just policy, apparently. So now, at this tiny sink, with her on my right, she pressed her boobs into my head again, whipped down my shorts, pinging me with one eyed banded out. The hot tap running, she lavished her hands with soap and began to stroke me slowly, and for a stoned, fragile mind, it's a quite a lot to take in. It felt damn good. She continued with this for around a minute, to which now I'd reached down to the front of her laced knickers and began running my fingers along her pussy. She became wet, surprisingly, and I began to moan, spurring me into continue playing with her clit, while list she widened her legs apart. By this point, she focused on the head of my cock, squeezing and rubbing it in her giant soft palm. This is where it all went wrong. What she was doing just felt euphoric. The mix of hot soapy water, her soft palm, tits pressed against my head, while list the wetness of her pussy on my fingers just simply overwhelmed me. And ha ha, Oh shit. You can see where this is going, can't you? We're getting on around five minutes. I sucked on her nipples while she skillfully massaged me. Every time she rubbed, my cock spasmed until it happened one too many times. I knew I was close, but too embarrassed to say anything to her. And kinda, I just, I kinda spunked in the sink. Literally rope after rope flew out of me. I hope with all the soap she hadn't noticed, but she did. And it's pretty hard not to notice a stream of flying white jizz flying out regardless how dark the room is. After a very patronizing, wow, good boy, she grabbed the towel to dry me off, patted the soap off of me, and now wasn't sure what this next stage would go until she said, Okay, we done. What? What do you mean? You come, you go now. So I've essentially paid $150 for a hand job. A bloody good one, though. But still, I was pretty pissed and about to argue my case. But I remembered what someone told me about these places, and that's they aren't alone. There's people around the back 
that should trouble arise, and they call them. You'll just get an ass whooping of a lifetime. So with that in mind, I basically got dressed and off I knew to find my crew. Greeted by cheers and claps, I said nothing, but I did notice I wasn't the only dirty boy paying the girls a visit. The group was a lot smaller when I arrived back. And still, to this day, I've never told them what happened. So, what's it like to fuck an Amsterdam prostitute? Well, I have no fucking idea. I've never got that far. (laughs) David. (laughs) Hello, David. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm cracking up. I could not hold it together. And oh my God. (laughs) No, I wouldn't think you could hide rope after rope after rope of cum. 150 pounds for a hand job. Wow. I like you come, you go. <laughs> That's gotta suck. Oh my God. See, we don't only do sexy stories here. We definitely do ones that are very lighthearted. And so if you have a lighthearted one, like not paying 150 pounds for a hand job instead of getting fucked, then by a prostitute or something funny like ladder, that would be great to know. I, I like those too. Uh, holy cow. Could you imagine? And he's right. Th- those places like that are, you know, some burly guy, you know, get an ass whipping. Yeah. I think I'd ed- exit stage left myself too. What about you guys? Oh my gosh. Could you, would you even try to fake that you didn't? No, no, no. That was the soap. What would you say? Oh my gosh. I think it's, you know, I really don't. I've, yeah, no. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm still dying over here. What do you guys think? (laughs) Dear Nikki, I met a girl, Ava, on an app a few days ago. Last night, we finally decided to meet up for drinks at her apartment. Literally the second I got there, I was in awe of her. I'm only 5'2 and about 95 pounds. Ava was 5'10, thin, with super shiny, long brown hair, tattoos covering her chest and neck, and she was wearing black satin slip of a dress. My heart was racing as I looked up at her. She immediately picked me up and kissed me. Holy shit. And sat me on the sofa. She went to pour me some wine, and we got to drinking and chatting, Eventually, we got to the topic of kinks. It came up in conversation that she was a dominant in the bedroom. Yes. She was very happy to hear that I'm a submissive and a light misogynistic. I told her how I love being restrained and humiliated. Apparently, that's all she had to hear. Because she set her drink down, took my drink out of my hand, and set it down also, picked me up, and took me to her bedroom upstairs. She threw me on the bed and restrained me to the bed frame. She put a gag on me and left the room. I was sitting there confused, wondering what she was about to do and why she left. Well, she showed up at the door with a chair from her dining room in hand. To set the scene, it was nighttime and she had a beautiful view of the city in her bedroom through these huge windows. Fairly lights provided a soft glow in her room. 
Her bed was a king with the softest white bedding I've ever felt. To the right of her bed is her closet, which was full-length mirrors and a perfect view of the bed. She put the chair in front of the mirror, facing it. She quickly released me from the bed frame, removed the gag, picked me up, and set me in the chair so that I was facing the mirror. At this point, I was soaking wet. She asked if she could remove my clothes. Of course, I said yes. She took off my dress and laced Teddy off of me. At this point, I was dripping. She forced my thighs apart and lightly slapped my pussy as I watched in the mirror. She gave it a kiss, and I let out a moan of pleasure. She got a box from under her bed and had an assortment of toys, whips, and restraints. She got some rope out, tied my hands behind my back, and tied each of my feet to the legs of the chair so I couldn't move or get out of the chair. She aggressively spread my thighs apart and grabbed my neck, made eye contact with me in the mirror and asked me, Who's the filthy slut? I told her, I am. She lightly slapped my face, grabbed my cheeks, shook my head back and forth, saying how cute her little slut is. She tilted my head back and kissed me as her hand rubbed my soaking wet pussy. At this point, my pussy was throbbing. She told me that I was to watch myself in the mirror and not take my eyes off myself or I'd be punished. I nodded. She put the gag back on me, applied some nipple clamps, and put the collar on my neck with the leash attached to it. She pulled the leash softly back and forced my head up. I looked into her eyes within her mirror, and she smiled at me and told me how I was a beautiful whore. She stood in front of me and lifted her dress up. Pulling my gag down, I started eating her. She tasted so sweet, and she was almost as wet as I was. She put her dress back down and put my gag back on and grabbed the vibrator from the box on the floor and held it to my clit. It was a suction vibrator, so it stayed in place when she put it on the highest setting. I screamed through the ball gag. It was so strong, and I was so sensitive. It was the best torture I've ever felt. She asked if she could record. I nodded yes. She set up the camera on the nightstand, and then she left the room. She left me tied to the chair, gagged, restrained, leashed, nipple clamped, with a suction vibrator on my clit. I locked eyes with myself in the mirror and felt the most humiliated yet most empowered I've ever felt in my life. After about five minutes, she came back, pulled my gag down and lifted her dress in front of me so I could eat some more. By this point, Ida came twice, squirting so hard it was dripping off the mirror. She repeated the process for well, like an eternity before she finally released me from the chair, threw me on the bed, hogtied me with a cross strap, and fucked me with a strap on for the whole city to see. At the end of the night, she forced me to clean the mirror and put her bedding in the wash because it was soaking for how much I squirted. Elaine. Hello, Elaine. Wow. I am completely and utterly turned on. Just saying, just gonna throw that out there, people. I have, I've been blindfolded before. It's been a very long time, but I have. Okay, not that long ago, but I've never gone something this far. 
And as much as I have never performed for myself in front of a mirror or done it with a lover, not that I can remember, I don't. So the answer would probably be no. I, this is amazingly sexy. Could you imagine being tied to a chair in your most vulnerable moment, completely naked, clamped, everything else? And even if you're not into those things, take those other things out. But you're forced to watch yourself in the most intimate way. Being forced to have pleasure, receiving that pleasure. And coming out of it and finding something new about yourself. Because it it does sound like that's what she did. She found something new about herself, even though she liked these certain things done to her. It, you know, she doesn't really say, but could you imagine? I mean, talk about finding something deep within you that you never knew that you're finding out that you like, or even further that you find beautiful about yourself, that you find a new part of you, a new sensuality, a new way to feel sexy. I've read a, a time or two that uh, actually it's uh, every story or every that I've heard about a man doing this with a, a woman that he cares about and saying these things. And to me, sometimes when you hear my beautiful slut or my beautiful whore, you're, you know, it, it's right up there with the right person is right up there with good girl. And we all know, I love to be called a good girl. And he says it so very well. (laughs) So what about you? Could you do all of this? Could you do just some of it? Would it, does it intrigue you enough to try just part of it? And what names or titles do you love your lover or a person you're with or whatever we're calling them, to refer you to as during sex. This, to me, even though it was very raw, it was very intimate, extremely intimate. And I think we all look for something or someone, we'll say someone, to pull that out of us. Am I wrong about that? I don't think so. I think this is a really good place to stop for the day. I want to thank you again for joining me. Whatever's going on is going on. Insert here. (laughs) I'm kidding. Don't forget to go buy my book. Um, Thanks again for supporting me. And I hope to see you at Crazy Summer Nights. That's going on at the beginning of next month, which I will be there and performing. Are you coming to have a drink with me? I'd really like to know. Hello, lover. What do you think about putting me in front of a mirror and fucking me where I can watch? I really want to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a fabulous week.